the premiere, the debut of SmackDown on Fox. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and tonight, oh, we've got a panel. Four of us, a fatal four-way, myself, Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, Michael Wiseman, here to talk about SmackDown on Fox, uh, an eventful night, a different night. Matt Morgan, to you first. What did you make of uh, WWE's big coming out party on Fox Breaking, breaking news, more importantly, Raj Geary just got glued into the rest of the podcast. <laughs> um, you guys stay now, Raj. Um, I loved it. I thought this it had a big – this had, it had a very big pay-per-view feel. And to be fair, I was in the Fox studios like all damn day today here in Florida, as were other former WWE SmackDown wrestlers I've noticed in their hometowns as well. It was a very big feel. Something big was happening tonight on TV. And once it actually aired, I dug it. I, I thought it was a good show. I love their new setup, by the way. The new uh, stage looks awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was just humongous. That, that stage looked humongous. It looked super big time. I like tonight's show in general, though. So, Matt, were you there? You were there for wrestling reasons? Like they had you talking about wrestling? Yeah, or- yeah, yeah. He mentioned this on the podcast the other night, Raj. Well, I thought that was for mayoral stuff. I didn't know it was for wrestling. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I'm going to go back each Friday morning now. Oh, wow. To, to, to what? Just talk oh, about the show, hype it up, who these people are, why people should be watching it. Oh, that's really cool. You know, we'll see. That's really cool. Yes. Uh, Raj, tonight, I think that for some fans, myself included, the ending really overshadowed a lot of what came before it. Not only uh, the Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar angle they went off the air with, but the fact that Kofi Kingston squashed. That wasn't even a squash. A squash. (laughs) Squatch, you throw the guy around a few times. He like threw him once, bam, pin, done. Yeah. Sorry, that that was believable. That was believable. I I don't know. I thought I thought it made him look. I thought it It just undid so much of the stuff that they did with Kofi throughout the year. It It definitely did. I mean, just giving him five minutes, you know, and you could have taken five minutes out of the women's tag match just to give Kofi a little bit, maybe a hope spot or something, and and then have Brock, you know kill him but i mean just beating him like nothing i just they felt it like all out the door for kane velasquez and brock lesnar to have that little shenanigans at the end that's all yeah that's all they cared about in that segment well and kingston looked a little bit foolish you know by doing oh. that i mean he just ran straight into him and got uh, dropped and, yeah. and and then you're right raj i think they undid some of that goodwill because kofi's been made to look like a strong fighting champion and wwe doesn't do that a lot with guys yeah. like kofi so mm-hmm. it's disappointing and they per- they've been protecting like the trouble in paradise all year. Like no one has kicked out of that. So to have him hit like Brock with it or something right off the bat, what? Brock kicks out. You know, do something more than just just uh, the way they did him out. But I know I'm outweighed on this, you guys. But this is what I told you. This is why Brock is not good for this company. I know that's insanity. What I just said. He's a draw. People want to see him. I get it. But for everybody else on that roster, he is not good news. Well, and let me make a comparison. Imagine if at WrestleMania, in the main event, right? And tonight was as big, felt as big as WrestleMania, the attention on it, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if Becky Lynch came out there with Ronda Rousey and Ronda did to Becky what Brock did to Kofi, and then Chris Cyborg showed up at the end. People would have been throwing, lit. they would have lit their garbage on fire and thrown it in the ring. I might have joined him, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, Kofi's not exactly Becky, but, I mean, he has, you know, he has become... One of the top guys on SmackDown. Um, 
This did everything. You hit the nail on the head. It did. The, the, the difference is, I think, though, you know, WWE sees this as a more mainstream opportunity, right? Kane Velasquez, much like they saw Ronda Rousey as being that kind of bridge to UFC, but also now with the partnership with Fox, it's even more important they have guys like Kane yes. Velasquez on them. And so from a business standpoint, you know, from a wrestling standpoint, I hate it. But for me, from a business standpoint, we yes. don't know how this is going to play yet. It, honestly, that was uh, that was exactly how it should have played out. If we're talking business and we're talking mainstream and we're talking all these mainstream eyes are on this network right now tonight, yep. that was a big deal. That was also a big deal with Tyson Fury. That was awesome. I thought yep. Tyson Fury. I love Tyson Fury. Yeah, yep. Carrick pointing out that he's saying all this does is say the UFC guys are the real fighters. Our talent sucks. What Ooh, a joke. Uh, yeah, I would feel that way too. Yeah. <laughs> it, kind of, it did kind of feel like that. But they kind of are the real fighters. Well, but that's the thing. Okay, so I did the wrestling thing. So here's the question of what Fox wants, right? It's that this ending of it, and I, I think what they run the risk of is if they turn off enough hardcore fans. Look at the competitive landscape right now. Look at the fact that you've got wrestling every freaking night of the week. It feels like there are so many options. You've got Friday nights when some people have other options and opportunities for what they can do. This isn't like a Monday or a Wednesday. Glenn, what I'm saying is anywhere. they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. They're sitting home watching Fox. Uh, no, be spanked and they'll and they'll ask for another one <laughs> the core we'll fans see. aren't going anywhere we've they've proven it already they've given us craptastic television for how many years before they finally started pushing these younger guys the, the seth Rollins and the shields and the daniel bryans and the punks before that when sheamus was like the next up-and-coming new talent that was when it was at its worst in my opinion hmm. and they kept feeding it to us and nobody was leaving the core that's, fans. and that's the, when they were calling you and they were saying hey matt when do you want to come back to the wwe <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I thought it'd be a smart move to be loyal to Dixie Carter. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hey, you know, we all have our flaws. Uh, but no, I think it's a risk, though, because they need to deliver a number bigger than what they've been doing on USA. And to do that, it's the trade-off. Are they going to get more casuals, more newcomers, uh, than they're going to get people that perhaps don't tune in next week? Mike, what Mike, don't you think so? I, I, I think so. And this is the Fox partnership again at play. You talk about Matt, you're, you're doing studio time at local Fox affiliates happening all over the United States right now. I was at lunch. They had Fox on the TV and they were playing a video package from the Performance Center. They're drawing into a specific crowd that is more likely to tune back into a WWE product than what I think AEW is drawing by being on TNT. And, and yes, a very great audience they had earlier in the week, right? But it's a different kind of audience as has been proven by the kinds of WWE pay-per-view buys versus AEW pay-per-view buys and so on and so forth. So I think they're trying to appeal to a different demographic. Yeah. I have to say, I thought it was a fantastic show up until then. Me too. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I thought like, originally, you know, I thought this show was going to do 4.5 to 5 million viewers because I thought they were going to have Undertaker and Sting all throughout the show, you know, like packing mm -hmm. it with legends and, and they didn't do that. I don't think the ratings gonna be as as that high now. I think it's more probably more in the four million, three and a half to four million range. But I think it's better. I think it's better not to show all the old guys as the top stars. You did that. You fine. You had the Rock, which I felt like they should have held that off to later in the show. I don't see why they throw it early on and then people just tune out. But um, you know, and and then the rest of the show, it was the young talent that that got the the spotlight. So I thought that was way better. I, I like that they did that. Even Shane McMahon segment was great versus Kevin Owens. I actually like that. I hate that storyline, but I like that. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, if I'm if I'm nitpicking, the only thing I would say is that the Roman Rowan match went a little too long. I th I thought they could have cut away from that, yeah. added to the Brock and Kofi match. Okay. Um, but that was uh, 
that was about it. I thought it was a very fast paced, uh, easy flowing. It looked great. Um, the set was awesome. Uh, it was a, it was a good show. And, and say what you will too. Uh, WWE went with their very first match on SmackDown on Fox was a women's tag match featuring the four horsewomen. So I thought that was a really cool thing too, that they opened up with a women's match. That's yeah, pretty strong. It is. And I like that they didn't harp on it. Like they're not like yeah. the first yeah. ever Fox match is a women's match. You know, like, when you do that, this is history. It, 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 it undercuts it. It completely yes. says this is a gimmick. We're doing this for yay. Pat us on the back instead right. of yeah. no. This is the norm now. This is normal bleep. This is right. What AEW, same thing. The first match with Cody and Sammy Guevara, the the referee was a woman, and they didn't harp on that. They didn't say anything. It was just it was just there. So I, I, I prefer it that way. It, it I think it makes it seem you're more in tune and in touch. Yes. And WWE does have a habit of over promoting their own, um, trying to reach out and do community service and work with all these different nonprofits. And so I'm glad that again it doesn't feel like more PC corporate talk. It was just an actual thing that happened, right? They resisted. Yeah. Yeah. So tonight did open with Becky Lynch, the first uh, performer, the first superstar we saw come out into the ring for SmackDown on Fox. She was interrupted by Baron Corbin, and they were both interrupted by The Rock. Uh, pretty good promo face-off. Um, I think uh, The Rock put Baron over a little bit while cutting him down massively, uh, <laughs> giving him the new uh, STD chant that we're going to be seeing in, I'm sure, the weeks to come. Uh Matt, what do you think about this decision that Brock, or uh, that, pardon me, that uh, uh, Baron, that Baron and uh, Becky are the new talents WWE wanted front and center tonight for that segment with the Good, Rock. good. That's that's great use of Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin held his own, I thought too. By the way, he's fantastic, uh, dude. He, what the hell? Like, we were just clowning him with what he was wearing for I don't even know how long ago it was. Six months ago, I think. <laughs> And then I'm not joking. It seemed like right after that, literally like two weeks after that, this dude comes into his own, starts getting better in the ring. His promos had always been improving, and they still are. He's awesome. But his heat is just out of this galaxy good. He embraces it, and tonight he looked he looked like a huge star. He belonged out there with him, and it, he looked the part. I, I didn't think I'd be saying this but anytime soon, but Barry <laughs> Corbin has gotten entertaining. Like He has yes. been – he is entertaining now. For a while, it was just like – I want to change the channel, but I got to keep watching this. And but he is—he has gotten good. Uh, Rock had some great lines. He called. Uh, he said that Baron Corbin looked like a, a broke-ass Burger King on crack, and uh, <laughs> and with the cape and crown, he said that Baron Corbin dresses like a thirty-four-year-old, thirty-five-year-old virgin at Comic Con. So uh, I'm sure the Comic Con crowd wasn't too happy about that. But <laughs> Rock's part of the Comic Con crowd, though. Now, right? He can get away with it because he's beloved yeah. by all fans, and in every uh, joke he makes is funny right exactly. this is delivery yeah yes you know if cedric said that it wouldn't be that yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be funny i see some people online decrying the fact that our, our newly crowned king of the ring is already kind of being put down so quickly on the biggest show of the year for smackdown wwe but it's different i think to your point matt uh, to your point raj he's so entertaining right now he's drawing that kind of heat you want for a guy like that in that position he's he's getting the right reaction and mm -hmm. so i think it plays into his character so well i think it takes nothing away from him because his ability to be entertaining in this role overcomes being put down by the rock and it's the rock i mean you get to share a ring with the rock that just does something for you even if he gives you a rock bottom you know yeah yeah i mean i think it would be cool if someone got to you know put the rock down or lay him out you know that would be cool it would get a ton of heat on someone if you did that with a uh 
Gosh, who? I mean, you know, obviously a Bray Wyatt or. Last time I remember seeing it was Punk hit him with the GTS, and I remember like, wow, that was pretty freaking big that they just let him do that. All right, but they had a program like they were actually wrestling, but but for his special yeah. appearances, yeah. Um, but man, the, the I mean, the Rock, you can't. I mean, he's always entertaining. This segment was just it was awesome. Becky got the rub. Um, the pro- the only problem with when Rock is in there, even with Becky. Uh, is that The Rock is just so charismatic that no one is even close, and and Becky wow. just you know it's not you know it's not even close. But that's the thing. I mean, nobody can expect to be. I would argue, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I'll throw Steve Austin in there. Nobody is. That's what Rock does to everybody. He yeah up. He's that. He's that. That's why he's the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. That's sound corny. And Hollywood. <laughs> she, I thought, held her own better than most have uh, yeah. tonight. Thought she was a better dance partner for him than a lot of people they've put him in segments with. Definitely. And I think that's a testament too that they have elevated her. I feel like, you know, there was that period where we all felt like Becky was the champ, but she wasn't quite the champ we wanted her to be. Like she was bringing it, but they didn't put her in the right spot and she feuded with Lacey Evans and it was kind of weird. And I think since then, and since they broke her away from Seth, they've done some really smart things with her and made her look really good. And even stuff like she was on the show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. In a matter of a couple of weeks, she spent time on TV with Austin, on TV with The Rock. And I think she looks as big, I would say maybe as she has in a year. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. stuff, the stuff with Seth killed her and killed him even worse, I would argue. But um, yeah, she's back. She's I mean, she's the, the female face of SmackDown. If she does not get drafted there, I mean, I would bet a considerable amount of money that she is on SmackDown uh, for the foreseeable future, given how much they believe in her. You don't give somebody that spot tonight unless you're uh, invested in them to open the show. So uh, we went from uh, that opening segment into Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Um, most of these matches were pretty fast paced tonight. I thought this one was a good showcase. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this? Good, good show. Exactly. Just that good showcase. Everyone getting their bleep in, if you will. Um, and just that um, exposing them to a new audience. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Today at the Fox studio, um, we had to do like a little trivia game with pictures. We had to like, and there was a picture of Charlotte Flair, like doing a moonsault off the top rope. And like the, the hosts who don't watch wrestling, like, Oh, is that, that's that's where Claire's daughter, like they don't ever watch. And, um, it was interesting to hear their take on like, who was who, what was what they had no clue about anything. Yeah. Charlotte Flair. Um, and, uh, so it, it, I think having her out there again, she continues to be. I know we talk about Becky, we talk about Sasha's new gimmick, quit stealing my blueprint. Um, <laughs> other, other, uh, and uh, Bailey making this heel turn, right? But at the end of the day, I, I just think Charlotte is still head and shoulders above them all. Um, Raj, <laughs> how much money would you bet that Charlotte goes to SmackDown? Uh, I mean, that makes all the sense to me. Yeah. And I think Sasha should have gotten the win here unless she's winning the title. I mean, she's challenging for the title this Sunday. We have three three matches announced so far for Helen Macelle with the pay-per-view Sunday, by the way. She but, should uh, be using it all. Right? Sasha? Yeah. I mean, she's kind of been getting, you know, uh, the lower, you know, the lower hand, I guess, uh, yeah. in all these exchanges the past few weeks, which yeah. either she's winning but Becky does seem like she has some steam. I don't know if it's necessarily the right time. Or uh, you're kind of not burying Sasha, but you're... Um, not taking uh, advantage of her. You're, yes. 
her whatever you want to call it. I, I i say edginess i thought she was pretty edgy when she came she's come back Definitely. yeah they've it, she's cooled off and wwe has a bad habit of doing that and if you don't want to cool off on her if you, she was coming off as a star and her and becky the two biggest stars right now and to just beat her at hell in the cell i think it, it hurts her a lot more than it hurt becky and i think you, you could keep becky and sasha going uh if if sasha wins mm-hmm I think there was a chance for her to win the title last month um, at Clash of Champions, right? Because it seemed like coming back real hot, she gets the win. It cements her as being back. And I, I think it's fine they didn't because of the way that match played out, being fought across the arena. So not a problem with that. But Raj, you're right. She's got to win Sunday because you can't bring somebody back with that much momentum and not give them that kind of comeuppance moment. And I think, honestly, we're talking about Becky being so great right now. But I think now's the time. Throw a, throw a roadblock in her way, right? Like, we all are behind Becky, but give her something to fight for. And Sasha Banks, even if she doesn't win it back from Sasha, if Sasha wins the title on Sunday and carries it on for the next couple of months and they continue this feud, I think it would be good for Becky as well. Well, the math makes sense. So Charlotte tapped out Bailey tonight to win this. They were talking about her perhaps earning another opportunity at the SmackDown Women's Championship. I could see that getting added to the card. If not uh, at Hell in a Cell, maybe next Friday on SmackDown that gets added. Charlotte gets the title. Becky moves over to SmackDown after losing the Raw title. And we got a pretty good uh, storyline right there. Between Charlotte and Becky? Yeah, between Charlotte and Becky on SmackDown. We've seen that. I know, but think about what you just said, though, Matt. Hey, today, just, oh, I'd love that. But yeah. I'd and and the ending it. tonight, the ending tonight makes me think even more that Fox sees this as really sports emphasized in the sports entertainment. They want athleticism. They want credible competitors. Charlotte yeah. versus Becky is the most athletic female match. Well, Come on. De- definitely that, for sure. And, and I love why I told you guys, I watched those, that match 900 times in a row. I don't know if everybody else would. I, I don't know. Yeah. They just got out of a storyline together. I also think you run the risk right now, too, of WWE putting all of its emphasis on the four horsewomen and rightfully deserve it for those four. But also, the rest of the division exists, and there's a lot of great talent out there. And I want to see that brought to the forefront. I mean, you have the women's tag team championships. You, you can have some other feuds in there. Let's bring that up a little bit more. Well, don't you think that happens, though? If, if that happens and she goes to SmackDown, you now have Becky and Flair on SmackDown. Raw is now opened up. Sasha sure. can run that place. You know who else does she have? At Lacey, Bailey others. turns face again. Yeah, but she can run rough shot over everybody. Is my point, yeah. Sasha. Yeah. She might even want. be a face. We don't even know. I mean, they've That's done true. such a bad, yeah. bad job with Bailey. And I the way they, I'm oh, sorry, Glenn. Oh, I was gonna say the way they haven't fully turned Bailey makes me think that's the plan, yeah. right? Because she's not very heelish still yeah. for a heel. And why wouldn't you turn somebody full if you're gonna turn them right back? I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great talent, too. I mean, you, you talk about Ember Moon has been on and off the, the main roster scene for a hot minute, and I think she's great. Um, I think Asuka, right? I know WWE's never really wanted to double down on her. and they I don't know why. Points. I don't know why. And and she, I mean, they literally took the title from her a week before Mania this year, and it broke my heart. But she she's fantastic as well, and, and and I think she brings in a different kind of, you know, a different a different kind of persona that we we don't have. And, and she's charismatic. She yep. doesn't do get much promo time. She doesn't speak very good English, but she's still crazily charismatic. The energy, yes. Same as Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, she's someone that hasn't gotten you know a, a real chance yet at all, and so. And, and she's got a very cool, sympathetic character. She's just natural baby face. Dude, she's Jeff Hardy. She's a Jeff Hardy baby face, dude. She <laughs> totally. 
Let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is AEW All Elite Wrestling. Wednesdays on TNT, the revolution continues with All Elite Wrestling. Dynamite, it's the most exciting professional wrestling in the last decade, made for wrestling fans by the wrestlers themselves. AEW flies higher, hits harder, and with their all-inclusive roster of superstars, they're breaking all boundaries. This week, it's the opening round of the tag team tournament with the Young Bucks against Private Party, live from Boston, All Elite Wrestling, Dynamite, AEW Wednesdays, 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central on TNT. A private party versus the Bucks? Dude, that, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, and also just announced today, it's going to be Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho versus Dustin Rhodes and uh, Hangman Page. You know, that'll be awesome. Chris Jericho in action again. Um, so, I mean, that'll be really good. Young Bucks, their first, uh, but their first tag match, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a loaded show. Absolutely. AEW All Elite Wrestling Dynamite, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. 7 Central on TNT. And this week, the Young Bucks against Private Party Live from Boston, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. 7 Central on TNT. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, back to tonight. Interesting online people were talking about this uh, going along with the sports feel. Aaron Andrews got a lot of screen time tonight. Yeah. She was awesome. She, yes. You could have gotten a better uh, mainstream, you know, um, host or co-host, former host, you know, to, to come out there and uh, do an amazing job the way she just did. You can tell she watched wrestling, too. You know who was really good? Did you guys watch the Blue Carpet special? Yes. The the blonde lady, um, she works for Fox. Um, she was kind of... Michelle Beadle? No. Uh, she, like, was talking to uh, the Bella Twins. Uh, if, if someone in the chat knows... Uh, Please throw her up. But uh, she was just a natural. She reminded me of like Kathy Kelly, Renee Young. I mean, she was uh, she was just a natural. She was awesome. In the presentation tonight, I mean, let's talk about this. The presentation tonight made Raw on USA look like SmackDown on UPN. I mean, those sets tonight, the pyro, the entrances. First, first thing my wife said, she goes, how do you think USA is going to take this? I was like, <laughs> What are you asking about? <laughs> USA looked good too with the new set. And, it didn't know, look big, that good. Skateboarding ramp. Um, Carissa Thompson. People are saying yes, that's who it was. Carissa oh. Thompson on the on the blue carpet. She was she was amazing. But um, I mean, I, they they I like that the sets look different. You know, in the past they have basically the same exact set, and then they one is blue and one is red. Um, so I like that they look different. I think they both look good. But yeah, SmackDown does look better, and it should. I, I think that. Raw set was interesting. You mentioned the skateboard design, right? That skateboard design is something they haven't done before. That kind of roll over the front, that waterfall was cool. But what I also noticed on Monday night was some of the guys, when they would come out, especially the bigger guys, they kind of made that set look small by comparison, I felt like. Like tonight's set hmm. felt big. And when you saw oh, Roman Reigns uh, come out and the pyro hit, it felt like a big event. And I honestly felt like Raw set was still unique. And I think that was cool. But I did feel like it felt a little bit tinier than what we typically get from a Ross. I don't know if it's just the screen was lower or, or what that was. But, Did uh, you notice during Rain's entrance, the angle they played it on for real quick as he was walking out, it kind of looked 3D-ish. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Am yeah. I imagining that? Like, I don't know. I, th I thought it looked very different. It did, like they were trying to go for three. I don't know. It so new, yeah, they definitely used some new camera angles. I noticed it there and a few other times with the show to kind of give this show a more dynamic feel than what you, you kind of can get with some things. And I thought that was cool. I mean, they even brought in the 3D graphics they used for pay-per-views, which, which was neat. If I'm NBC Universal, I was on the phone tonight 
saying we are going to have an all hands meeting midnight Eastern time tonight with the raw production team saying, what can we do Monday to not look like a high school musical compared to Broadway? (laughs) But outside of the set and the stage, the show, you know, after the beginning was still kind of, it's the usual WWE show, right? It, It didn't feel different. The booking felt the same. Um, no, they, they were t- they, did you see the Shane McMahon and what uh, Kevin Owens went to commercial break and they came back. When they did, they put it back up on the screen. Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. That's new. Right, right. So yeah, so the graphics and stuff they've you know they've changed that a little bit. But as far as um, making one of the younger talent look like a superstar and like really doing that push for one of the younger, you, oh, know, you know what I mean? Like the, the problems that have been playing them, oh, yeah. it looks great. Uh, you know, they've upgraded their look and, and everything else, but outside of that, the flow of the show, how it's booked all that was still right. regular SmackDown. If we're, for people who are expecting a big change on that front, we didn't see it tonight. Well, and especially on the wrestling side of things, right? They didn't, I mean, you talk about, we talked about the women's match earlier. There was a lot of wrestling in that. Um, but the Roman Reigns, Eric Rowan was, yeah, it was a wrestling match, but they kind of were fighting outside a lot and a lot of interference. And so if you're looking for a more, what we would call, I don't know, pure wrestling product, say whatever you will about that, you definitely didn't get that here tonight. You got more, to your point, typical WWE style booking, typical WWE style matches, good high energy stuff. And I thought it played well on TV tonight. But, yeah, nothing dramatically different. Yeah, in week four, it's going to be kind of the same SmackDown, just with a, a facelift. Yeah. Pacing, though, tonight, I, I liked that nothing went on, or most of it didn't go on longer than it needed to tonight. Mm. Very thought, fast-paced. I thought Rowan versus Roman did. But. That did go on longer. <laughs> but aside from that, though, aside from that, they didn't, have, point. they didn't have time to do it, right? <laughs> Where are we, Glenn? Where are we? Uh, we are at Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn versus Seth Rollins. Now, there was a Firefly Funhouse before <clears throat> this match, and The Fiend didn't interrupt and attack Seth. What did you think of the uh, the Fox crowd, this mainstream audience, their introduction to Bray Wyatt tonight? Good. You didn't think it was good? I didn't think it was the best Firefly Funhouse, but for me, he should have been... They should have just reshown the, the pull up your pants and do the muscle man dance one again. <laughs> I think that's the gold standard. For Firefly Fun Houses. Yeah. Gets up really jazzed for Hell in a Cell when he does the muscle, man. I tell you what. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a picture on Twitter of the Fox executives at ringside when this was happening. And it just <laughs> looks so confused. <laughs> <For real? laughs> yeah. So um, The attack was cool. Yeah. Yeah, Seth looked like a dope by not looking behind him. You know, he's at the. It's it's the exact thing that happened to Lawler. Just turn around. Don't just be staring at the ring. Just turn around. And look behind you for a second. I'm I, I'm worried that they're gonna have Seth beat Bray because Seth has looked so weak the the last month. He's just been beaten at every turn. That just how WWE does things. Are you um, out of your freaking mind. I don't think it makes any sense in the world, but I can Bray see Bray Wyatt's shoulders are gonna be pinned to the mat for three seconds. Is what you're saying? I hope not, but I'm worried that they might do it because of just how bad Seth has looked. Uh, they made him look well they might not okay i i could see them doing something where they end the show with some kind of confusion something happens somebody comes out and it everything i don't know something weird oh. wwe does you know kane velasquez comes out and attacks the fiend no I don't know. no <laughs> nobody attacks the fiend he's the hottest no. thing on that damn show that brand they cannot know look no. if i if i'm booking it bray beats him in, in a semi-squash you, you know not, i don't know if you've heard us talk about this before 
months ago, but like I was saying, they should not have booked this with Bray. Bray should not be anywhere near the world championship. Not because it's not good enough, because it doesn't fit his character. It doesn't do yeah. anything for him whatsoever. Is he going to wear the title? Is he going to throw it over his shoulder? What the hell is he going to do with it? It's going to look stupid. And <laughs> and Seth takes a, takes another L. More importantly, as well, this is not. This is where they book themselves into corners. A la Sasha versus Becky as well. Those two shouldn't have been touching that early either. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I, yeah, I think that's an interesting take, Matt. And, and him, what, what is a, a guy like the Fiend? Why does he even want a championship, oh, right? He's right. like the cause chaos. He's the Don't Joker you think he's from. Bigger? Like, I I'm saying that, but like, yeah. he's bigger than that title, I think. Yeah. He's just, he's like, he's this persona that kind of, I think, is bigger than the show. I think you're right. You know, you could play it where he wins the title and whenever he's Bray Wyatt being giddy, going on a weird yeah. weather segments, he has it. And then when he's the Fiend, he doesn't. I could see that working. Mm-hmm. With the nerdy Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You know, just the Bray, happy Firefly Funhouse guy. Dude. He's got it. But then is he a fighting champion? You know, I, no, I think it's interesting. That thing. He needs to torch it. He's Seth, I, I don't think it matters for Seth. I think Seth has been so like giddy. Gee, golly whiz, guys. WWE, we're so great. Yeah, I think he, if he loses, it's fine. But yeah, the cool. feed is yeah. a weird choice to be champion. No, if I'm but, looking at do you guys remember that John Cena, um, Brock Lesnar match at SummerSlam where yes. Lesnar just destroyed yeah. him for 20 minutes? Yes. That's what they should do uh, this Sunday with uh, it was with like Bray a Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. He, like, he That's what they should five. do. He was like out there like that same night, and he was like, "All right, I'm taking some time off." And the next night, he was back on Raw. Yeah, but I think that would be a, a powerful way for Bray to win. Just kill him for 20 minutes and then pin him. Um, yeah, we'll see. If, yeah. So we got the ladder match tonight: Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Loser leaves town, or loser leaves WWE. <laughs> I'm still not convinced we've seen the end of this. Um, Say what happened. Well, Kevin Owens uh, won. He got on the uh, I got on the ladder. Got the briefcase. Uh, Shane, I gotta give props. He that was the best coast to coast he's done yes. as far as hitting the distance. He looked bigger tonight. I don't know if you guys caught yeah. that. His body. He looked more jacked. Actually. Well, maybe maybe Shane's going to NXT now. You know, he's gonna be off SmackDown. He looked. I mean, serious. Noticeably, like five pounds of muscle. Game. like i'm not exaggerating he, he's been pretty big for i mean he's uh he's pretty jacked maybe the network did something i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah, angles made him different, but his arms look much bigger yeah um, don't sell it short glenn that was his patented coast to coast yeah but no because normally they have to trick it with the camera he doesn't get that last two oh. or three feet sometimes but tonight dude that's that, a hell of a bump that is an l5 oh, yeah popping waiting to happen and also i didn't like the, the timing on the commercial breaks and that's mm. not the guys in that ring too i'm surprised they went to commercial break right after shane hit the top rope to the outside you know elbow drop through the table spot the best part of that is not really the elbow drop it's always the fans reaction to it and they couldn't get any fans reaction to it because they break the commercial break as soon as he hit it and then they come back from commercial break and next thing you know kevin owens is on the top rope jumping onto the outside ladder as Shane was prone laying on and busted ladder in half, right? And it, Michael Cole's really quick excuse was, we're back from commercial break, and I can't believe Kevin Owens is back up. This <laughs> 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 commercial break has, is, you know, we've been on commercial break now for almost seven minutes. Kevin, you know, say something. So that elbow that Shane threw meant something. Um, you know what I mean? That Kevin had to dig deep to come back to where he was at. Instead, it was just like, Kevin Owens is back up on his feet. Yeah, and jumping off the top rope with his flying Wolanda through the freaking you know Shane on the ladder there. That was a nasty bump. Yeah, they threw a lot in this match. I mean, Shane hit the the elbow from the top rope to the outside on the table. Um, 
That's what I said. Did, really quick, did you see the fans' reaction to that? The, the frog splashed through uh, Shane through the ladder Ugh. that Kevin did. did yeah. Fans' reaction. Great camera shots WWE's been getting of the fans giving legit reactions. Yeah, I mean this was a fun I, match. It was, uh, was. It was everything you'd want it to be, and it wasn't too long. It didn't drag. Uh, Shane looked good. Kevin Owens looked good, uh, and the right person won. Very big commercial break, but whatever. Yeah. It did seem weird, and it, but it was it was it was fast paced, and they hit all their big spots too. So you, if you're a casual fan, you tune in, you're like, "Holy crap, wrestling's awesome!" Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought all in all, there was an okay match. Um, so yes, Shane, uh, Kevin Owens fired Shane at the end of that, delivered a stunner, dropped him in the middle of the ring. We'll see. We'll see if Shane shows up Friday on next week's SmackDown, or maybe Monday on Raw. Or maybe he wrestles in NXT now, future NXT champion, Shane McMahon. Hey, it could happen. I think they'll probably keep him off TV for a while. I think they're going to respect the uh, respect the step since it, since it is Fox, and I think they want to make sure it means something. So tonight, being the debut on Fox, oh, no, no local enhancement talent for Braun Strowman. Instead, we get Braun Strowman, The Miz, and Heavy Machinery versus Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. Now, everybody hit their finisher, it seemed like, in this match, but this was really about Braun getting into it in the audience with Tyson Fury and uh, getting a definitive win, scooping up Ziggler for the power slam, uh, power slam at the end there. Uh, I See, while I didn't like the ending with Cain Velasquez, I thought the Tyson Fury thing, like that, I'm all about that. A and good exhibition match with those two. Tyson Fury is the one who sold that angle, by the way. It wasn't Braun. Braun was yeah. goofy, ha ha laugh, and a lot like fake laugh thing. Wasn't that? that, that I, don't, I don't want to see that. I want to see the monster pissed off that there's another monster standing across from him and calling him out. Uh, Tyson Fury is money. He is. He, I mean, he was a natural out there. I mean, he looked great. He looked, I mean, the thing I liked about Braun kind of laughing it off is it made it look more real. Like it looked more shootish. Like it, it didn't seem as like they're working an angle. Like Tyson Fury legit got pissed, and Braun is just trying to play it off because he knows you're not supposed to. You know he can't attack a celebrity. You know, like in in real life, that's probably what would happen. Is that he would? You know, he's not going to get in a celebrity's face. He knows Vince would be pissed. So mm. I don't it made know. Him look like a little bit of a prick, though. Didn't I mean? Isn't Braun Strowman still? Is he a? He's still a decent guy in our minds, but he kind of looked like a like oh. a jerk. He's just like oh. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because he kind of got in Tyson Fury's face first. Yeah, it was his fault, right? Like he was antagonizing them with this. There was, there was also the, the production moment here too that I thought was great was the ringside security flew to, to Fury. I mean, they were just on yes. top of him in a matter of seconds, and it made it look super dramatic. And he's sitting there fighting through twenty guys trying to get. To, that was a really cool moment too, and I think sold to your point, Matt, the intensity of what Fury was bringing to the table there. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow. You remember that angle when the uh, security just swarmed, and, and it just made it look so real because of it. What I liked about this, and it kind of proves uh, the point that you know, with with uh, Brock and Kane. You don't need a title in this. They could do this match at Crown Jewel, Tyson yes. versus Braun Strowman. Huge payday. Yeah. WWE would get everything they wanted out of it. You don't need to have a belt involved in something like this. No, you don't. No. Yeah. But Tyson, he could he could have I mean, he looks more like a wrestler than Kane Velasquez. I mean, Kane is a legit bad dude. Right. Um, but, but but as far as, you know, in wrestling, a lot of times that doesn't matter. Haku was probably the baddest guy ever in the biz. But, you know, he had a, you know, a, a ceiling. Um, you know, came entertainment. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not even close. I yeah. was way more valuable. There's a certain level of show you need. And I, I think Fury right. brings that just off of his size and his presence. And 
he made me go back to loving like watching boxing again. He's why I went back, not Deontay Wilder. Yeah. He he was. I was like, this dude's promos are freaking awesome. He's got charisma. He's he he just gets it. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, he does. And that's the thing. I am not against uh, bringing in other athletes. I enjoyed when the fridge showed up in WWF back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm not against that. Yeah. It's it's to be very clear of my critique of the ending of the show. It's about just doing away with all of the goodwill and uh, and credit that you've built the equity you've built in your champion and what they did yeah. with Kofi tonight. That's the issue. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, the fridge. The fridge. I still think, well, what do you guys think it was the best celebrity involvement in wrestling? For me, it's either Mr. T or Mike Tyson. But that might be too easy. It has to be, it has to be, not Tyson. It has to be, for me, it was Mr. T. But the fridge pulling Big John Stead over the top rope <laughs> was huge. Yeah. I, like yeah. I, I mean, Aside from the obvious and Drew Carey, I have to go with, uh, you know, I mean, Jay Leno, Dennis Rodman. Oh, the list goes on and on. No, I think uh, Mr. T, Mr. T absolutely belonged in that ring, looked apart, elevated it. Uh, but in a non-wrestling role, definitely Cindy Lauper still. Cindy Lauper. You're going to scoff at Cindy Lauper here? Do we, Michael, Michael's too young to realize this. Michael, the reason why we watch wrestling, what did we determine what it was, Raj? It was 30, 33% was Cindy Lauper. <laughs> the reason why in the 80s wrestling became so popular. It was Rocky Three. it was Cindy Lauper, and I can't remember what the other third was. Mr. T. Mr. T, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Although Mr. We, Mr. T was in Rocky Three, so that's a little kind of... Yeah. That's a twofer. What, uh, what about you, Michael? Oh, favorite athlete of all time. You know, I did an article on this. I'm trying to remember some of the, the names I put on that article a few months back. Um, you, you know, though, I won't say my favorite, but one of the my earlier memories is of Butterbean. And I was younger. When <laughs> Butterbean. Yeah, 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 right. That whole thing he did with Mark Moreau. And um, I just thought that was, as a younger younger kid at the time, it was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this, this worlds collide kind of thing. Um, yeah. Did you say Mark Moreau? Yeah. Mark Marrow. Like yeah, Mark Marrow. I don't That's know. That's like Jim Needhart. Yeah. We, we don't pronounce names correctly on this podcast. We've really? established that. Me and Matt. Just, just that whole draw for the olive. Oh, damn. chest and the like It's fading now. It's fading. Yeah. Wow. Someone's going to screen cap this. Someone's going to use this to cite on the Wikipedia. And be like, here's proof. Here's verification. This is real. Uh, Mark, and honestly, though, Mark Henry is the greatest story. crossover athlete of all time, though, right? Let's just call it like it is. <laughs> right? Oh. Who was? Mark Henry. Mark Henry, right? I don't know about the greatest of all time. He's one of the greatest, right? He crossed, yeah. he had a long career in wrestling, world's strongest man. It's hard to find, I mean, that kind of crossover athlete. We'll get to more about this in a minute with Cam Velasquez, but that's that takes something special to be a oh, true no. champion in both sports. You're forgetting Brock Lesnar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Brock uh, Lesnar by far is the jury's still out. Jury's still out on Lesnar. <laughs> Kurt Angle though. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Could have been. Do what yeah. you say? Ken Shamrock could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still can't be. He's still wrestling. Never know. <laughs> he was so good. They were pushing him over the Rock, if you remember. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He beat the. He was beating the Rock most of their matches. Uh, so, yeah, Braun Strowman won that tonight, got into it with Tyson Fury. It was broken up. Uh, backstage, just said 24-7 championship. This should have been the turn where we knew maybe something's amiss with this Fox interference. Uh, DJ Marshmallow pinned Carmella for the 24-7 championship. Okay. This, this, yeah, this is when they need to pull the reins in. This is what <laughs> I'm talking about. This is the crap. I, I couldn't explain this to a mainstream fan. Could you? Oh, DJ, blah, blah. Nobody knows who that is. I, I, I still don't know. Uh, they, on the Masked Singer this week, they were guessing him a lot. He's been a frequent guess. 
uh, you know, when people were trying to guess who it is, but that's the first time I ever heard of DJ Marshmallow. I had no clue. Yeah, and I, I think too, like you know, the twenty four seven title's been used in this capacity for so long that I think the the gimmick of seeing a mainstream celebrity win it, they've done that already, and I don't think it added that much to aim higher than yeah, DJ if, freaking Marshmallow. If you're gonna have a celebrity win it, have it be a celebrity, <laughs> you know, yeah, someone that people know. <laughs> if that's the biggest star you can get when you're in Los Angeles all day, not shooting live, pre-taping something backstage if dj marshmallow is the biggest name you can book resign just resign from your job yeah. get in new industries take up farming you're not cut out as a producer or a talent take up farming <laughs> the ultimate insult if you're no good at your job go be a we need more farmers glenn come on dude come on. i'm just saying you're in the wrong line of work you could have gone out on the street corner in la in the middle of the day and found a bigger celebrity than dj marshmallow I mean, you also had Kurt Angle, McFoley at ringside. Uh, DJ, and... DJ Marshmallow, if you're listening, we're sorry. <laughs> DJ Marshmallow, I've never heard your music. Yes. I'm sure it's great. I mean, you're no Dolly Parton, but then also, again, who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. But you're not that. You're not even. You're not even the most famous DJ that wears a mask. Dead Mouse is way more popular and way more well known. Hashtag take it home, Glenn. <laughs> I'm, this is fox this is my beloved fox the home to married with children the home to my beloved 21 jump street the home to the adventures of beans baxter the home Dear to werewolf humanity. the home to the x-files the home to terminator <laughs> the sarah connor chronicles the home to family guy the home to undeclared the home to rock at, live are you looking at wikipedia right now glenn no, this is off the top of my head. i'm gonna see how many i can keep naming the home doing living color all right all right let's go <laughs> the home we, 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 we've got a lot to still get, get to. Synchronized <laughs> watches, gentlemen. Oh, Anyhow, um, lumberjack match: Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns. Credit to the WWE in treating tonight like Mania and getting all the talent out there. I have to say that was cool to get as many guys on camera as possible. Tonight. Yeah. yeah, that's the WrestleMania motif, right? Put all the guys in that we're going to do lumberjack matches, multi-man matches, five on five. Yeah, it's cool for tonight, but you can't do it every week. Yeah. yeah. You just know who's not important by who's the lumberjack, <laughs> right? Seriously, I mean, yes. That's a, that's all it says. I, I, I remember like they had uh, something like that when I was on SmackDown. It was a Stone Cold and, and Brock were kind of going at it, setting up Brock versus Goldberg for WrestleMania 20. Brock stole his four-wheeler. Oh yeah, right. Okay, came back or something like that to get it back or whatever. And then the whole SmackDown locker room like lined up at the entrance, and like Brock had to like walk in between all of us to get to the ring. We were pissed at him or something like that. Meanwhile, I was just on his team like three weeks earlier. But I'll digress. <laughs> I feel like if, I remember feeling like a scrub being out there. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Because it was like you were like Bobby Roode chasing for the twenty four seven title. Do you know what I mean? That feeling. Right. Could you yeah. opt out of that, Matt, when you were there? Could you be no, like, "Oh, no, dude, you're happy and not you're privileged to be there, dude." No, you cannot do that. Yeah, it was like when Oscar was chasing for the the twenty four seven title. It was like, "Oh no, the she she's this is the level she's at now." So there, there's something to it then, because if you fans see it, then the wrestlers themselves feel it. Then it's true. And there's yeah. some people that can serve in those roles. I mean, our truth has been great as twenty four seven, and he's embraced it. But yeah, you can't just put people who aren't in your main event out there to make them look like cannon fodder. Right. Yeah. So this match went on for a day and a half. It's still going on, perhaps. They just cut away from it. Uh, no, uh, Roman Reigns won this. Uh, him and Dan so him and Daniel, 
gonna beat Harper and Rowan or Harper and Rowan on Sunday, you think? So that's the third match. That's the only other that's yeah. the non Helen Nacelle match announced so far. It's Roman and Daniel Bryan against Harper and Rowan. I think Daniel Bryan turns on Roman. I think it turns out that he was yes. I still think it turns out that he was yes. the one that was behind it the whole time, the whole yes. Roman attack. That's the only way to salvage this, but yes. Yeah. And I think that's why Roman got the win here tonight. They're they're gonna get beat this Sunday. Like Roman's gonna take the take the L. Raj Math. Right. <laughs> yeah, but if that's the, but if that's the case, Seth is going to beat the fiend. Well, you got to make exceptions here. That ain't right. happening. <laughs> and you know, to Roman Reigns looks really, you know, he he was out there, and, and I, I like what they've done with him recently. So it's okay if he loses on Sunday, and I think in this match it would be fine. You know, there for a while he was unbeatable. I'm glad that they've kind of put him back in a more realistic. I like him more. I like him more yes. like this. Yes. He's getting other people over, dude. He's a workhorse, man. Yeah. I mean, he's he good in the he's, ring. People he's just really good like in him. the ring. You're, he, yes. Yeah. And I think people are getting a chance to see that yeah. now, how good yeah. he is in that ring because they're taking all the heat off him of being shoved down their throats. And they're, gonna, they're starting to see why, why he was the chosen one. Dude is money. He looks like a million bucks. He cuts a good enough promo to be in the main event. You know, He's not great, but it's good enough. And his in-ring work is really good, very underrated still to this day, I would argue. And he's better when you let the reins off him a little bit for promo work too, right? Like the scripted yes. stuff didn't so, play yeah. to his strengths, I don't think. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we come to the main event after Roman Reigns won this match. Brock Lesnar versus yeah, Mike, Kofi Kingston. Mike, you don't like uh, Glenn's uh, dramatic uh, introductions? <laughs> the match. We come, and that's the rest of the story. The, the, this exchange we just had here, this was longer than the match itself. Yeah. Bell to bell. Oh, yeah. It was. What was it? Uh, Brock put down Kofi, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one F5, cover for the pin in the win. Whoa, seven seconds. It was seven seconds. On the record. Is that his record then? I thought that was the quickest win of all time. It was like six or seven seconds. I think uh, this this must be. Daniel Bryan lost the title to Sheamus. And yeah. like, I think that was like nine seconds. So, What about the Rock uh, over uh, Rowan? Well, uh, no, for a championship match, this would oh. be the record. I think there's been shorter matches before. But for a, for a world championship match, I think this beats Daniel Bryan and Sheamus for the shortest ever. I mean, you can't get shorter. Really, you can't get shorter than this. Bushwhacker Lou coming through the battle royal at, the, at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Santino, I think Santino beat that record. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, new WWE champion Brock Lesnar, and then Rey Mysterio comes out. Oh, but he's not alone. Now, me, like apparently a lot of people on the Twitter thought it was this on Dominic, but no, it's UFC heavyweight Cain <laughs> Velasquez. By the way, not a good thing. I'm sure Cain Velasquez commonly is a get nice them confused. Hungland, do you commonly but get King Velasquez and Dominic confused? That's what people <laughs> thought because we're used to seeing Ray with Dominic. It's true. If well, you see a shadow. Ray and Dominic bring Kane out, but have. just Ray and Dominic would have been <laughs> like, what, you're looking <laughs> to get your ass thrashed twice? You know, right, it made no yeah. sense. You know, I didn't I didn't, I didn't like that about this segment, I think. So it's cool that Cain Velasquez came out there, but I honestly thought him walking down the ramp dramatically, um, it, it, Ray's music hits, he pops out there, Dominic's with him, he points, and Brock Lesnar's like, ah, you know, whatever, laughing, and then behind him shows up Cain Velasquez. I think that's an oh my God moment. I think Cain Velasquez dramatically walking down 
took just a smidge. I mean, I'm being nitpicky here, I know, but I think it took a little bit away because it just slowed you, down the pace of the segment. You're saying you would like Cain Velasquez to appear behind Brock, like yeah. Bray Wyatt kind of does, kind of gimmick? Sure. I mean, you know, no lights go out or whatever, but all of a sudden, Cain Velasquez just pops up behind like him. and Like from the crowd or something. Yeah, Brock gets the, the back. one up like that. And, and, you know, because I think coming out with Ray just almost felt made him feel like he's Ray's buddy. And I know he is. Well, yeah. But I would like Kane just to be out there behind him, just like, and he's That's there, you the know. rub for Ray, though, isn't it? Isn't it's true. It's true. Yeah. Or Percy, like even Ray introducing a UFC fighter that maybe some of these people don't know. Yeah, but Ray could have done the whole like you know pointing like behind you, you know, and then behind him is Kane. Um, I, I kind of agree. It was kind of I think Kane wearing the uh, the knee brace also. It, it felt kind of uh, I don't know like uh, like Brock is scared of a guy that's injured. When when you've built him up, to, you know, I don't know. I just felt like he should have had that knee brace off, or I don't know if you could put it under your your jeans or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. um, well, I, Brock I, is it, scared it was... of nobody, right? That's the point. Brock should be scared of nobody. Cain Velasquez surprises him, and that's why he's like, "Oh my god!" You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I, yeah, but, but regardless of how it was done, Brock being afraid of Kane makes all the sense in the world because Kane beat his ass in the well, UFC. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, he he. he Gave him a thrashing in that fight. He's I remember watching that, that big, live. He's why he's got that big shine right here, right? That big, that, that big mark. Like it remains to this day. Yeah. yeah. That's from Kane, I thought. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking again about entertainment, and, you know, Brock looks ripped. Kane, I think he should wear a shirt or something. I don't know. He just does not look, you know, it's uh, a. <laughs> That's, That's the thing with UFC. The guys don't always look right. like that. That's Pop your I, shirt off, Ross. Show them how it's done. Show them how champ yeah, should look. I just <laughs> see the, the, the headline coming from this podcast is somebody tweets at Kane Velasquez. Yeah. Ross Geary thinks you need to wear a shirt. <laughs> we'll have to edit this part out. <laughs> no, it's, Kane, it's the I UFC mean, style. I mean, yeah, the UFC fit is a different kind of fit than a pro yes. wrestling fit, right? Both are athletes, but yes. you're focused on something different in UFC. And unfortunately, when you make that quick transition over, you haven't developed that same look. Um, because you're more focused on being lean and, and the dad bod cane. Oh, Peter wrote that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was Peter Bahi cane. When, when your team shows this to you, just know we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Cause Kane has very limited wrestling training. He's done only a little bit at the performance center. He's wrestled a couple matches for triple a. He looked really good, but you know, it, it was short spots in a tag match. So I don't know if they're building the survivor series. WrestleMania seems a long ways away to, to start that now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could do something, you know, a quick short match and then build a return match kind of similar to what they did with Goldberg. Was it strange that Goldberg was at ringside? Anybody else think that? They flashed to him after, right before, yeah. or right after he won. And I was like, is that where they're going with it? Yeah, was that strange? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, it's back to what we were saying. Like, all the legends that were supposed to be there tonight. Undead had advertised Undertaker. Steve Austin kind of did the intro, but, you know, wasn't on camera. Um, ultimately, I, it probably worked out for the best because it focused on the current stars. Yes, I'll always take that. It just seemed like maybe they were teasing Goldberg and Lesnar for a minute before Kane came out, so I thought that was just a weird production thing. Yeah. Maybe uh, Baron Corbin can loan Kane a vest, a black shirt. Tuxedo <laughs> vest? Yeah, something. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's interesting they're putting Kane in such a big program, and I guess that's how you'd have to do it with them, but um, with very limited, um, very limited training. 
It's called stealing a pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was SmackDown on Fox. Good I don't job, think you Glenn. Had to that bury... was awesome. That was awesome, Glenn. Wait, wait a second. It's the show. <laughs> it's a good show. Uh, good, good show. But again, if you're looking for big changes systematically in WWE, it doesn't look like they're coming. Just uh, an up, upgraded look, uh, good but graphics, and everything. That's a big okay. But how long <laughs> have we been on there? We got to be fair here, though, Rise, because we've been on there. You know what's for? How many years? Well, not changing anything aesthetically about their presentation, their show, their stage, their ring. Remember, we we're saying how do they change it? Is the ring change? Does the does the lighting change? Does the soundstage change? Something needs to change in this business in general, right? And I keep thinking it has to do with something with the aesthetics. So this, I thought, was a step in the right direction. This did not look like the normal SmackDown, except, yes, it was blue everywhere. So, yeah, that part. But the stage, I thought, it was humongous. And it just kept drawing my eyes to it. I thought it was cool. And I liked the energy in tonight's matches. Everybody was on their game, I thought, tonight. It's a little bit more pep in their step. Everyone definitely, and the crowd as, as well, felt like, treated it like it was a big deal. No, you also was, gave fans a reason to tune back in next week. This is always super important when you do wrestling shows, which is you had a, a great hook at the end. Whether or not you liked it, it's still a hook, right? A guy shows up and beats the crap out of your new champion. Yeah, um, and you're advertising the draft. There's a pay-per-view on Sunday. So I think also it's good that good show tonight, reason for fans who checked it out once tonight to tune back in next week. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'd give it an A. Yeah, same here. I give it a definitely A. Did you see the Lakers jerseys in the background, by the way? retired lakers jerseys up in the rafters there no 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 it's pretty freaking sweet dude it's, it's iconic i'm surprised they didn't turn the lights off for that but they had the spotlight lit on that on certain angles that's cool yeah. i'd give um, it an a minus only because i was so partial to the kofi kingston title run i just love what they did with him and he worked so hard for it yeah you know? it's, uh, that part does <laughs> but michael that's sort of indicative though of matt's point like Fans will eat up this crap and keep coming back. We're like, ah, oh, the Kofi thing, yeah, disrespectful, whatever. But still, overall, an A minus. I mean, it was good. It's like, dude, like that's because really I don't well. Kofi still should not have won. So no, even though you didn't like him getting squashed yeah, that quickly, yeah. I still think he should have gotten squashed just a little bit longer. But the right. you know, for where they went, I still thought but it was the right, the right you're move. Not gonna turn them off. You're gonna watch them again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We all are. I mean, that's the one thing with Brock. He, people, he, he keeps people interested. Look what what a good match Daniel Bryan had against Brock, even though he lost. They told a really good story. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So with Kofi, come on. Like, something. I didn't need to be that, but just something more than what we got. Daniel Bryan had me there for a second. I was like, holy. Yeah. Remember that? You guys remember that? AJ that Styles, so too. Yeah, AJ was like, Lesnar and Styles was, people don't talk about it. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Bryan was my favorite. I think that's that was my favorite Brock Lesnar match. And he had me. He legit had me at first. It's like, oh, wow, he's getting squashed. Oh my god, this is getting ugly. And then like <laughs> out of nowhere, DB starts coming back, and like yeah. I literally bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. The upset's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what else is going on in the world of wrestling? Right? Oh, my God, a lot. Uh, first <laughs> off, CM Punk. So it looks like he got the Fox Sports gig. Uh, apparently, they're going to make an offer. They made him the offer. Uh, it looks like he accepted. So he's going to be hosting that WWE Studios show. Um, Jeff Hardy was arrested last night um, in Moore County, North Carolina. He was charged with driving while impaired. 
Uh, he was released from custody at around 11.30 p.m. that night, and there weren't additional details given, citing an ongoing investigation, but this is the second time he's been arrested this year. The first time was earlier this year. Um, it was in Myrtle Beach, and that was not for driving. It was just for public intoxication. And um, They released him, though? No. no. At nighttime, you said? Yeah, they did. Oh, from the jail. I thought you meant the WWE release him. No. So the same night he got arrested, they released him at 1130 that same night? Yeah. How impaired could he have been then? If they, if you would, usually you don't release him. Don't yeah, and he's got a history. So if they release him, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he was released that night. Did you spend uh, the night? I'm surprised. Yeah, so Jeff, he's been on the shelf uh, with an injury uh, since April. And um, yeah, just it's been kind of a... Uh, a lot of things in the past with Jeff, you know, hopefully he can turn his life around and get better, but, um, he did, he did. And he has, and this is just a, a speed bump. Not everybody gets to beat this stuff and immediately beat it and never go back to it. Like I never relapsed, right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't always happen. I'm not bragging, but that you relapse multiple times generally before you finally beat whatever that demon is. Well, and some so people part of his recovery. It doesn't mean he's not going to be recovered. And yeah. also, if, if it's, I hate exactly. to say this, but if it's just alcohol as opposed to, you know, drugs, that's obviously a lot less serious than the stuff he dealt with in the past. Um, Although alcohol yes. is a drug, but it's legal. But it's legal. Raj, really? Yeah. Most people drink. Most adults drink. Yeah. Um, it's not but, like it's. It. You can OD mm. on drugs. Yeah. These drugs, though, Glenn. No, you can't. Well, and alcohol DTs. Well, duh, let's not have any. How about that? I know. I'm just saying, like, it's it's all serious. It's all serious. I'm just saying, like, you guys are parents. Would you rather have your kid smoke a joint or get really hammered? But it's, I'd rather I, them I get the hammered than is, be caught with a bunch of Percocet and drugs in there. It's, you know, it's not again, illegal. The difference is with this, mm -hmm. I think, and we talk about what's kind of going on here, is it's equally serious to the individual, but from a societal standpoint, this is not illegal as some things he has partaken I mean, in I know we've talked about mental health. You don't know what you go on about. No, but it's what I'm telling illegal. you, I see, I think the reason why alcoholism is so much more prevalent and so much more of a problem is because it's legal and it's more accessible. But and that's, that's a, why. That's a different issue, though. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know. But it's still, these are all, Matt, we talked about this the other night. These are all symptoms of something greater that's going on with him. This is just that's what he's mask. doing. Absolutely, that you're masking. Yes. No, and, and I hope absolutely that he gets help for whatever he's dealing with because that's the real issue i like matt's point here too I, I think you know really important to call it here uh, when somebody's addicted to something and, and it's not indicative of them as an individual it's a disease they fight with and, and i think we always have this vision in our mind somebody goes through and does rehab and oh if you you did rehab you should be better but that's not how these kinds of diseases work and and so i think there's two sides here right number one always being empathetic towards the sympathetic towards the individual as they fight with the struggle but also realizing too to a different point here drinking and driving is illegal right yeah drinking yeah. is not but what he did is not a good thing for no, no, everybody no. else around him and and, and, and you know i think there are consequences that can be that can come from that um i also think wwe needs to think about what they need to do to support him these things have been happening kind of while he's been on injury or we've been away but bring you know how can we support jeff hardy to get him back to being ring ready and public ready um because at this point i mean it's it's a little bit toxic to want to bring him back in the ring you know we dealt with this with the usos too so 
And Matt, for superstars, current and past, the WWE offers services, offers rehab services, treatment yes. options and opportunities. Yes. What I'm curious about, though, so Matt, you've been very uh, public about your struggles and your recovery and whatnot. But for some people, it's not just that they go to rehab. I, I have uh, one uh, friend who's had a drinking problem. And he explains he literally wants to drink still, even though he's been sober for 10 years. He wants to drink so bad he has to go to a meeting every day to talk about how bad he wants to drink uh, to stay sober. Burning his burning desire is very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody's different. Every, my mind was outpatient treatment that helped me the most once I got out of detox and rehab. Yeah. But everybody's different. Like I'm saying, Jeff is still on the road to recovery. He still is getting sober, even though this happened. This is just yeah. his pitfall. That's all it is. It doesn't mean he can't pick himself back up, and he will. Yeah. It's, no, it seems I, like there have so. been a few it's more incidents. And I don't, I don't, I don't like doing this because I feel like we're picking on Jeff here. But he's. It, this has happened a couple more times, I think, it seems like this year than maybe in past years. So, you know, again, just raising the flag on – Maybe well, he's had the car accident. He's had other stuff in it's the past. True. So uh, and here's and the other thing: when somebody like him who needs to be—he's an artist. That's what Jeff Hardy truly is. When he has a lot of alone time like that, and he's not doing his thing, that's when things—not just him, many other entertainers and athletes who are our own worst enemy when we're bored and we have nothing to do. That's when we're dangerous. That's when bad things happen. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, so that's—that's that's not an excuse, but. I want to hang it on this just because something happened to him and we're going to move this conversation on after I say this. This is still him recovering and this doesn't mean he cannot continue upon that path. He's going to get better. And people in the chat, by no way am I not saying alcoholism is not serious. So uh, don't don't twist my words. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, it's very addictive. We all understand that. That's that's it. Well, and yeah. Okay, let's let it move. Let's move on. Let's talk about um, Randy Orton and uh, what he did on well, Twitch last night. Yeah, Randy so Randy, Randy Orton last night on Twitch. Well, first let's talk about Edge has reportedly been oh. cleared for a WWE in-ring return. So he How will be... That? We didn't leave with that. Really? Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There was he's a show called SmackDown time? Live we had to lead with tonight, Matt. <laughs> okay, true. But wait, he, he's coming back full-time? Uh, whether or not it's full time or a limited schedule, but he w- is he is medically care- cleared. He's going to wrestle again. He signed a, a new contract with WWE. Holy um, crap! So yeah, yeah. Um, he's forty six years old. We'll see. You know what kind of uh, schedule he'll be on, but Edge, uh, yeah, oh, Edge is coming back. According to the former front row Brian, uh, who who has uh, broken lots of scoops in the past, uh, including the AEW TNT deal. Um, so. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Great news. Yes, yeah. to leave the way I'm sure he always wanted to leave the business. He's not coming back full time, I'm sure, but you know what I'm saying. He'll be able to leave on the foot he wants to leave on, hopefully. Yeah, so this yeah. is coming from Front Row Brian. And oh, well, <laughs> uh, Edge is uh, tweeting, No, I'm not, and no, I'm not. So mm. never mind. We'll, uh, we'll he's just to. working up. We Edge is one see. of my all-time favorites, see. Raj. You just That'd smashed awesome. my dreams. I Thanks know. We'll see. We'll right, see. Right. I mean, we see a lot of people who deny it, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah. So on his Twitter right now, though, yeah, he's uh, he's saying no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Damn. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, Randy Orton on Twitch last. Well, first let's go. To, uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll do Randy Orton. Well, I was gonna say let's do the AEW ratings first, and this then go segue. to that because it's a, a segue into that. But the ratings to this. Randy yeah. Orton is, I thought, more of a natural segue. But um, 
Yeah, right. AEW Dynamite, uh, the premiere this uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, I mean, it it spanked NXT. One point four oh nine million viewers uh, for Dynamite. Eight hundred ninety one thousand for NXT. So uh, it topped NXT viewership by fifty eight percent. One of the keys was the eighteen to forty nine demo. And here, let me uh, let me pull that up. It was because that is the prime demo that advertisers look at. Right. And uh, in that demo, AEW was number two for the night. NXT was number ten, but for the AEW, night? yeah, for the night. And AEW did a .68 rating. NXT did a .32 rating in that demo. So it topped NXT in that demo by 112.5 percent, and it actually beat SmackDown in that demo. Uh, last week's episode of SmackDown in that demo, barely 0.68 for Dynamite, 0.67 for SmackDown. So impressive debut for AEW. It's the highest rated uh, non-WWE show on cable since Impact Wrestling in April on April 10th, 2014, when they did 1.42 million viewers. So it's the biggest, uh, biggest TNT uh, premiere in five years. And uh, yeah, just... Uh, you know, big things all around. So who knows if the last, you know, I'm guessing it'll fall some next week. I don't know if NXT is going to rise up. Um, but yeah, uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, Matt, awesome. you Stop all the roses. Let's not be, you know, I don't want to so quickly say, well, then next week's going to be their second episode. And then the third week's going to be the third episode. Therefore, the ratings going to drop a little bit. Of course, they're going to drop a little bit. Um, I just hope that they continue to beat NXT. I just think it's a great thing all around for that to happen. I think the unfortunate thing here for me um, is that they're going up against NXT, right? Because NXT is putting put on a great show this week, and they put on a great show every week. And it's almost like I wish they were on. If they're going to compete, you know, I know it's not a Monday. They don't consider a war. They're not competing. They're just doing their own thing. I wish they were competing with Raw because I think that's a difference maker right there, especially for AEW. Not that I don't think NXT affects their ratings, right? I think this week proved that. But I think you get a different feel, whereas the show they're going with uh, just to me feels like there's overlap there. And and my question is, I think this is awesome for AEW. This is huge news. What I want to know is how many wrestling – what is our ceiling here, right? I don't think we know that yet. With WWE, we kind of know what the WWE audience is like and where we can expect those ratings to go to. We have no idea because they're pulling from a different subset of fans. And I think that's interesting. Um, and, and I think it just says maybe they have a lot to go up still. Maybe they don't, but we'll find out. Yeah. AEW, you- the replay did 423,000. So all together that night is over 1.8 million. Uh, that's close to what SmackDown does. Obviously, there might be some crossover, people watching it twice. But um, NXT fans watching NXT, then switching over to that at 10. Right. Like some did that. Do you have the uh, segment by segment ratings, Rush? Um, I do, but I don't know. Do we? There, I, th- I thought they were interesting. I thought they, you know, granted it can be used to back up some agendas, but it was very interesting to see the ups and downs. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the rate, the overall viewership dropped throughout the show for, uh, AEW. Um, it went from 1.6 to start to, I believe 1.2 at the end or 1.3. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if. There's much else that needs to be said on that end. But um, the NXT fluctuations were what I thought were most interesting because clearly a lot of people that were watching NXT tuned over into AEW and switched back at some point. Look, I I know if Vince looks at those two shows, Vince being a showman and sees those two presentations and AEW with the lighting and how big the arena is and all the, the crowd and it looks huge and NXT looks like there's 50 people. They're loud. 
but it's dark and it's dimly lit and it's 50 people. I mean, it looks like 50 people. It's 400. I think they're going to be out of full sale sooner than later if if these if AEW continues to beat them. And AEW, it just looks like a bigger show when you're watching it. And well, atmosphere has a lot to do with it. And we haven't even mentioned this. WWE issued a statement yesterday congratulating AEW. That was, I hate this kind of stuff. I hate it when they do things like this. Like they're trying to control the narrative even when they can't. You know? When do they do this? When did they congratulate TNA or WCW or Ring of Honor? Yeah. Well, this was this was actually even before the ratings came out. So WWE got their rating, and they knew that they were getting beat by AEW. So they, we were one of the outlets that they sent it to. Uh, this, the statement read, Congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT on USA Network and AEW on TNT are the fans who can expect Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. Right, so, right. you know, That's a little it. bit. Oh, okay, yes, <laughs> what you said, Michael, yes. They yes. just they, don't, they like to control the narrative sometimes. Yeah, things like, what, look, we're, we're being old. nice, but really we're they choke old. Yeah, so it was like we lost today. We're gonna come out ahead of it before the actual ratings Damn, get out. They had me at first. I was like, wow, that's, I'm really, really proud of them. I was like, that's pretty big. They never ever admit the enemy or the competitor or anything. Remember TNT? They would never utter those words ever. No, mm. kind of crazy. Uh, what else do we got tonight? Uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana were on the blue carpet before SmackDown. Yeah. Well, and now I was going to transition to Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. Randy Orton <laughs> praised AEW on Twitch last night. Yeah, so Randy Orton was doing a Twitch last night. He's clearly pretty tipsy. Uh, <laughs> the video is on Wrestling Inc. But at one point, he was like, speaking of Vince, that AEW was effing cool, huh? Did you watch the show last night? Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. It's that big match feel, the big show feel. Uh, and then later he was talking about Cody and Sammy Guevara, and he said, Cody and Sammy Guevara, that kid can do some shit. I'd love to work with that kid. They had a great match. I thought opening the show with that match was a good idea and well-received. So Orton, uh, Orton, all praise. He good. can get away with it. Obviously, if Chad Gable said that, it would be a different story. I think he would not have been a Latin lumberjack tonight, or he would have gotten laid out or something. But, you know, Randy Orton <laughs> is Randy Orton, you know, and he doesn't give a F. and. He didn't yeah. go over the top with it either. He didn't demean his own his own company. Right. Yeah. There's also an element too. I think here, honestly, both of these guys. I mean, AEW guys, all these guys. I should say AEW guys, WWE guys. They all want the industry as a whole to grow here, and I think that is what's different now than maybe even back in the Monday Night Wars, which is back then we're cutting each other for the same audience. Whereas now people understand we can grow this whole industry together. WWE still wants to be the alpha company, and they will for you know. Uh, maybe forever right but in the meantime we can help bring fans back into the fold who might have fallen away and so i think that is a healthy level of competition thanks mike <laughs> aew nxt proceed could you imagine if aew had run on tuesdays what? when smackdown vacated tuesday if aew had run on tuesday instead of wednesday i think they would have popped a bigger rating no the nxt would have been on tuesdays then uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. This was this is all a reaction. I mean, the reason why they do no commercial breaks, all that, was a reaction to AEW. I, mean, I think if both were on Tuesdays, they probably both would have benefited. I don't think so. Uh, because habits, man. Habit. How many people did you see on Twitter Tuesday? I watched Total Divas for the first <laughs> no, time okay. for Christ's sakes because it, there was nothing on Tuesday it, wrestling. And, and Total Divas did its lowest premiere in history. <laughs> so. And you're welcome. <laughs> 
right. Yeah, you were, you were the guy that watched it. You're trying uh, to bring people into the fold who would to watch live TV, period, though, right? The challenge isn't getting people to watch different nights. It is, I'm going to watch Netflix instead of watching live TV. That's mm. that's the difference here. And, and Glenn, to your point, yes, this, this week, uh, NXT would have probably done a better rating uh, on Tuesday nights. But with basketball season coming up, it would preempt AEW constantly because is they are on. Basketball, the one where they throw the ball into the basket? That's where you kick you kick the ball into the basket and the 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 poles. Oh, so with the foot, the football. But um, more importantly, am I really talking to you, dorks, at eleven twenty-three on a Friday night? Really? Imagine back when you remember back when you were coloring that action figure in. Did you ever think when you were forty-three years old, mayor of a small Floridian town, having discussions like this on a Friday night? My rats on the I mean, right. okay. you played basketball. Why don't you tell us about your history, man? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Matt Morgan, you have nothing to plug. You just yep. want to go to sleep. Yes. Uh, Michael Wiseman, you got anything? Nothing to plug. Follow me on Twitter at the Real Wiseman. I'll be back on the Winkley on Tuesday with Nick. Peace. Raj, you got anything? Uh, we'll be back here on Sunday after Hell in the Cell. Totally forgotten uh, in this whole week of craziness is that we got a pay per view on Sunday. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll just be ranting and rattling off the names of other TV shows that aired on Fox <laughs> over the years. Bob's Burgers. How'd you not say The Simpsons? Yeah, I, that was what I opened with. The oh, Simpsons God, was number gotcha. one. Gotcha. Simpsons right. Married with Children, Twenty One Jump Street. Okay. Come on, I can keep going. I got. I can probably do about three hundred before I run out. We're good. Okay, uh, Herman's Head. <laughs> that's one. Uh, okay. Until next time, folks. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Ha, ha, ha.